Three, two, one. Okay, guys, are you ready for another funny story? Well, bear with me here for a couple minutes because there's a bigger message behind what I'm about to tell you. And it starts with relationships. You see, there are a lot of things I love in life. I love sports. I love going to music festivals. I love traveling across the world. And I even love talking to you. But when it comes to tech gadgets and electronics, that's something else. It ain't love. It's more of an obsession. It's a love affair that I know is not good, not healthy, but man, I just cannot get enough of it. Whether it's a laptop rocking a 9th gen Intel i7 processor, a wireless pair of noise-canceling headphones, a 4K HDR 65-inch TV, or a smartphone that takes the best pictures in the business. You best believe that I own it already because I consider some of these tech gadgets to be worthy investments. But something happened recently, something quite tragic that made me reevaluate one of my tech relationships. And I think I might be headed towards a divorce with my current and favorite piece of tech. That is my Google Pixel 2 smartphone. You know, it's approaching our two-year anniversary, and I thought everything was going well. I mean, in that time, the Pixel 2 and I were taking great photos together, listening to Spotify together, and even binging shows together. Everything was going smoothly until I dropped my Pixel device last month. And for some reason, it hasn't been the same. Yep, my close to two-year-old phone is starting to act up on me, and it's bad. From a cracked screen, distorted lower speaker sound, red permanent lines displayed when the device is on, to this Sunday's unresponsive charging port. I tell you, this phone is completely pissed off at me for not taking better care of it. And this whole situation is kind of funny, because this is my first cracked phone screen. You see, I always take care of my electronics. And for some reason, karma is coming back and haunting me. This fumble that I did last month could not come at a worse time. There are two thoughts that race through people's mind when they crack their smartphone. Number one is, oh shit, did I buy that accidental protection plan that the guy in Best Buy kept trying to sell me on? Or two, looks like I'm buying a new smartphone. Well, this past Sunday, I felt all of those things racing through my head when it took me a solid day to get my smartphone working again. It just couldn't power on. It didn't want to power on. It didn't even want to charge. And I know it's only a matter of time before my Pixel 2 sends me the papers. So if this really is the end, if the ship is sinking, I have to start building that life raft ASAP. I have to consider upgrading my Pixel 2. Psych. This is where that life raft starts to sink. Because it's about to be August tomorrow, which means that now is not the right time to buy a smartphone. Actually, it's the worst time because companies like Apple, Samsung, and Google are months away from releasing their latest smartphones. And the current ones that are on the market today, they'll soon drop in price. Not only am I running out of time, I'm about to drown. I have a big dilemma because this week's episode is called Upgrading Your Smartphone Is Not So Smart. Is there really a perfect time to buy a smartphone? Am I just being dramatic? 
Well, that depends on how you look at things. How you look at technology, how you look at money, how you look at consumerism, and how your current device looks and operates. Because sometimes buying that latest and greatest piece of tech is not always a good idea. There are strings attached to these devices, smartphones especially. And if you could answer all of these questions, then nothing will phase you. Your mind is already made up. But if you're on the fence, if you're stuck in a similar situation or dilemma like me, where you have a damaged phone that is not on an accidental protection plan, or simply have an older phone that is more than two years old, then pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. Because smartphones truly are a bad investment. They constantly get upgraded and replaced year after year. Those are just the facts. Every year, phone manufacturers will update their flagships. You know, the phones we know by the name of the iPhone, Samsung Galaxy, and the Google Pixel. It's also a fact that these yearly updates you're paying a pretty penny for tend to be minor because the difference between this year's version and last year's version is so small that even we get blinded by the reality. Why is that? It's because smartphone manufacturers like Samsung, Google, and Apple are the king at pressuring us to buy their latest device. We are creatures of habit. We cannot resist FOMO, fear of missing out. These manufacturers made a killing off of our FOMO with amazing advertising over the past decade. Whether it's a 30 second ad highlighting a new feature or comparing one device to another, we've been tested throughout the years with this need to buy that new smartphone. And we as the consumer are throwing thousands of dollars to get devices that have one or two real updates. You know, in most cases, annual smartphone updates are in hardware and software rather than design. Words like improved RAM, battery life, camera size, screen to body ratio, and resolution are what really is being improved upon from last year's model. If you're looking to see a design change for your favorite smartphone, it will take you roughly two years to get your hands on that. Companies like Apple have pioneered this stopgap model and everyone in the business has followed. Ever since the iPhone 3G was released in 2008, the next year following, Apple would put an S at the end of its new phone, signaling that the improvement was internal. Although Samsung and other smartphone manufacturers don't follow the S update approach like Apple does, they rarely make a radical design change in a year span. And the word radical segues into my final argument. Smartphone technology has not been radical enough for consumers to buy a new phone each year because smartphones have plateaued. The only physical change we have seen in a decade has been the screen. That's it. From 3 inches to 6.5 inches, from no HD to super HD, from flat and ordinary to curved and foldable, from bezels and borders to notches and hole punches, you get the picture. But wait, I just said foldable phones. That's a breakthrough technology. Well, that technology is very fragile and it's extremely suspect. And if you didn't know this yet, Samsung had to recall their upcoming Galaxy Fold in March because the test model screens they were sending out to reviewers were completely malfunctioning. There was this little film 
a screen protector that people thought was just this piece of plastic. They would take it off and boom, the smartphone would stop working. To me, that's very suspect. I don't know about you, but if a screen protector is the only thing that's keeping a phone from physically working, then that's not revolutionary technology. So what is? Are the features we get inside these phones revolutionary? I don't think so. Not when I can think about three that have really made a difference in the past decade. That's wireless charging or fast charging, an AI assistant, and face ID unlock. Take those away and you're looking at features that you already have forgotten about because they're either normal or just gimmicks. In the end, what are smartphones really made for? They are a laptop computer in the palm of your hand that could send texts and make phone calls. That's it. <laughs> Yet, these manufacturers sell us on their newest device being the next greatest thing. And to conclude this week's episode, I want to talk about the next greatest thing. You know, the next greatest thing is not here yet. Nobody knows what it will be or when it will arrive. Not even the companies that are selling these phones know what that is. If they did, then phones would not be phones. They would be something else in its entirety. They would be some sort of projection screen on our sunglasses, an embedded chip in our brain like the Black Mirror TV show. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then please, after this podcast is over, go on Netflix and watch season one, episode three, the entire history of you. Black Mirror is a crazy yet dark TV show based on technology and its future. That right there is the next greatest thing, but that's fiction and it's not even close to being a reality. With that said, I'm not telling you you should not buy a smartphone, by all means. What I'm saying is that it's not smart to be constantly upgrading. If the average consumer cannot tell the difference between this year's model and last year's, then that's a problem. That means it's not worth the upgrade. It's not worth the $1,000 price tag. Not only are you not maximizing your current phone's worth and lifespan, you're making a compromise for upgrades that are minor. Today, people are barely beginning to see this. Even though Apple reported good earnings yesterday, iPhone sales missed its estimates and are down 12% versus last year. Apple is not the only one. The whole smartphone market is showing signs of a decline. The market is no longer aimed towards premium devices. Rather, affordable variants are becoming more popular. Variants like the Apple iPhone XR, Google Pixel 3a, and Samsung A10 model. These are the phones that are selling. These are the phones that are not as expensive as the flagships. They come with some compromises. Like anything in life, they aren't perfect. They don't have the flashy specs, nor the premium features, but that's okay. In all honesty, my smartphone dilemma is making me think about the cost-effectiveness of upgrading to a new phone. I thought I was in a tight spot, but the truth is I'm not. I have a lot of options on the table. First off, I'll look at getting my Pixel 2 repaired. If the total cost is as much as a current phone today, then I'll take a long look at those affordable phones. Phones like the iPhone XR or the Google Pixel 3a, which are both under $500. 
Yeah, that's half of what I will be spending if I was going to buy the Pixel 4 or iPhone 11 in two months time. That difference in price can go towards a flight somewhere or a nice seat at a football game. The truth is guys, we have to be smarter than our smartphones. We have to take a step back and do some research to see if these new phones are worth buying. Even if money is not an issue, smartphones are not viable investments. They depreciate just like cars. The moment you use it, it no longer becomes new. Its value drops. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this week's episode and think someone else will, please share it. You can find me live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now TuneIn Radio. Until next time, guys, this is Matt signing off for the day.